Inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. Late episode this week, thanks to certain uh, quote-unquote journalists on Twitter telling us there's going to be Star <laughs> Wars news, so we postpone the podcast recording yeah we thought maybe there would be some news dropping we might have something to kick off the podcast with but nope so So, no so you know instead welcome to the special friday edition of force fan podcast book club podcast book club we are talking dr afra Hot mess, garbage human, Doctor Afra. <laughs> Boy, we sh- she is a garbage person, but we just cannot help but love her for it. Yes, yeah. So, gosh, it was last week, right? Um, that the Star Wars Doctor Afra audio drama uh, came out, and we both obviously listened to it over the past week and a little bit. And now we're going to talk about it. We were really looking forward to this. And so, yeah, I think we have a lot to say, maybe. Right? Do we? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. We're, we've talked about it and we're disagreeing on how we agree on a certain point. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very interested in seeing how that conversation goes down. But yes, yes we were both yes. very excited for this book, this audio drama, I should say. Uh, right now, I am. I feel overwhelmed with all the Star Wars books and comics are currently coming out. It's like 500 new books a week, it feels like to me. It's not even that, because COVID has to screwed me. it all up. So. To me? <laughs> to me? To you? To me? You know, I, not everybody has the Fine. reading speed of a Jedi Master, like Fine. Lady Catherine does. Fine. Be that way. No. <laughs> But Afro was definitely one of the uh, titles I was very, very much looking forward to. And I have some issues with it, but ultimately it did not disappoint me. I uh, it, was, it was a whole load of fun and a bun. Fun and a bun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I, so at being the person that has read the comics, um, I was really curious when this was announced, they said it was going to be an adaption of her introduction in the comics and Afra was initially introduced in the Darth Vader first, <laughs> the first Darth Vader series. There are three now. <laughs> so she was originally introduced in the first Darth Vader series. And then her story kind of wove in between the Vader book, the main star Wars book and Vader down, which was a compilation of, uh, episodes whoa of issues of both of those series and then her arc ends at the end of the original vader run and that's when she gets her own comic book that is then spun off of that um and you kind of you know so 
I was I was really curious to see how exactly they were going to adapt that into an audio drama format because I I really liked um her whole kind of introduction and the way that wove in between those those two different comics so i was i was just really looking forward to seeing how it would go (laughs) and i loved it i had so i mean yeah i thought it was great i was like grinning and laughing throughout this whole audio but in fact i was re-listening to a portion the other day and i was like laughing and someone was like what's wrong with you (laughs) so i was laughing at loud out loud while i listened to it on my headphones I feel like as Star Wars fans, we should carry around a bracelet or like a little little whiteboard that just says <laughs> like I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I'm laughing so when people at ask Star us, Wars. Yeah. <laughs> when someone, what's wrong with you? Just show them the bracelet or the whiteboard and they're like, oh, I get it. Then they leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, it was more like, don't worry about me. I'm listening to an audiobook. Like, I'm just being a dork. Um Less so with the, because I've done that with other audiobooks. I don't think it's a Star Wars specific thing, but anyway. So <laughs> I I really loved this, um, and I thought they did a really good job of adapting the comics into an audio drama format. Um, but Adrian, I know you were a little bit less thrilled <laughs> about that. Not thrilled, but or whatever. Okay, I, I, I want to specify this early on, very, very early on, that uh, <laughs> I did very much enjoy this this novel, this audio drama. It is very, very good. I had a good time. I was laughing a lot, too, just like you. I, I too, am a dork <laughs> in, the, in that regard. But I was also curious, too, because, you know, we talked about this being an adaptation of, of an existing comic, right? Certain comic issues. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am not as well versed in the comic side of Star Wars as you are, so I was a little worried going into it, wondering which issues is this going to cover. Am I going to be one of those? Oh, I read that one. I read that one. Or am I going to be one of those? I have no idea what this is talking about. <laughs> Luckily, back in the day, I did read the first couple of issues of the Star Wars run and the first couple of issues of the Vader run, all the way up to Vader down. That is when I stopped, for whatever reason I forget at this point. So in reading and listening to uh, the audio drama, I was making all the connections. Like, oh yeah, I remember that issue. I remember that. Oh, it's this little arc. Cool. This whole time I'm wondering, what would it be like had I not read these comics? Because I'm thinking, there's a lot of little details here that aren't really adding to the story, but they'll mean something to you. If you're familiar with the comics, it's like a wink. And then I we get past Vader down and we're into territory where I did not read the comics. And it became clear to me. It's like, OK, so that's what it's like. I don't like this as much anymore. <laughs> it's still <laughs> it's still a great, great character driven story. Great character piece for Afro. You know, but in despite that, I still very much enjoyed the the ending, like the, the last quarter, I guess I want to call it. Yeah. But it just made me feel that it's not a good standalone piece. It's a good add-on, a good supplementary type of material with the comics. That's my that's my opinion on it. That's my take. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, we we partially agree because my own personal feeling, having read all of those issues, um, is that I feel like kind of the first, like I guess, two thirds or three quarters of the story 
is is better fleshed out than the very last part. Like, I felt like the last kind of two arcs they sped through a little bit, and they spend a lot of time in the first in the first part kind of fleshing everything out and setting all of this up and and then I felt like the the back end was a little bit rushed. Um and so so I do I do kind of agree with you there, though overall, I mean, when you read the comics, you know, Afra in those is just a supporting character. Like it's not her point of view. And so this is all Afra's point of view. And so I don't know if it was because I had previously read the comics, but like it didn't bother me that, you know, they're not going into tons of details about what's happening over here because that's not really important to her story. It's her point of view. She doesn't know about what's going on over there. So it doesn't actually matter to her um at all so (laughs) so i do i do agree though that i think the end i mean the end the end was good but the the lead up to the end and some of that final um the final arc um that brings it to a close was maybe not as strong as the beginning so personally so let me let me just describe it from my point of view right uh, again, I'm with you up up until Vader down with the comics in mind. Then we get to the second half. I'm not a fan of the prison story, and I probably wouldn't like the comic either because it just seemed kind of like a weird little arc. But uh, <laughs> when she's recaptured and taken uh, to Vader's uh, Star Destroyer, that whole that whole yes. bit. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stuff. There's a, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background that's being hinted at, and I have no idea what's going on, and that annoys me. I know it's not important to the character, but I mean, there's something about a star destroyer <laughs> being stolen, and, uh, and yes. like, what? Yeah, and and I so I went back and so <laughs> I listened to the audiobooks, and then I we went back and reread the comic issues. Or I shouldn't say reread necessarily. I skimmed and reread a little um, to to refamiliarize myself. And at one point, I actually did like listen along while I had the comic book up to see like what kind of matched up. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff at the end that is happening off screen. Um, in the in the last few isu- issues of the Darth Vader comic, and there's a lot of other stuff that is going on that Afra is nowhere near. But yes, there is. You're not you're not wrong about that. There's a lot of other stuff happening, um, but it's all happening to Vader. So right, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's just that kind of stuff that just really bugs me. And again, if you've read the comics, all of them, you're gonna love it. It's like, oh, I read this. I remember that moment. Oh, I remember that. That's cool. Again, for me, it just reinforces the fact that it doesn't stand alone strongly enough. Even though it is still, again, I loved it. It is still a great character piece for Afra herself. Yeah. I mean, I disagree a little. I think you could listen to this on your own and then be like, oh, there's something else going on. I want to read more. But oh, no, I'm not saying you couldn't. My, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying it's not a good. It's, it's not a good standalone. I didn't say it's not an enjoyable standalone. <laughs> There okay, is a, so there is an important <laughs> distinction there. I want to specify. All specify. right, all right, okay, all right, fair enough. I mean, I mean, you do have a point though. There's obviously a lot of stuff that's going on in the background. Like even with the the Vader down portion, uh-huh. um, there's a lot of stuff happening off screen with Leia specifically. Um, and kind of her command of the rebels that obviously we don't see 
Um, and a lot of stuff actually with Vader that we don't see. I was part of me was I, I had a little bit of hope that we might get one of my favorite lines from Vader down in that um, in the audio drama. We did not because it was Vader and Afro was wasn't the, there. De- the dead men. Yes, or, yeah, surrounded by fear, like and, fear dead men. and dead men. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, because that's such an epic moment in the Vader Down comic when he's literally surrounded by like I don't know, like a hundred rebel troopers. <laughs> and he's they like, had one job. There was a hundred of them. Job, they had one job. And they failed. Yeah. He screwed the pooch. Yeah. <laughs> Vader being Vader is like, I'll take none of your ish and <laughs> kill you all. <laughs> So, <laughs> but like I could live with that because you know, again, as Adrian has said, um, you know, this is a this is an Afro character piece, and I think if you look at it this way, this audio book um, does a really great job of fleshing out and giving her character a lot more depth than what we get in the comics alone. Like, you know, she's sassy and really smart, wicked smart, and, you know, likes to live a little bit dangerously, but, (laughs) but this, this audiobook brings it, like, so much more off the page, and I think a lot of that is due to Emily Wu Zeller's voicing her like that was such a great great match. performance absolutely yes yeah and it really helps um i mean i think i even appreciate her main book now more which i started reading um and i had started reading previously and never made it all the way through and now i'm actually about to finish it finally um but i think i think this and and here listening to this audiobook actually makes me appreciate that more because you know Afra, I mean, like we like we said earlier, she's kind of a disaster. <laughs> she's smart, but you know has a very I don't know I don't want to say callous, but you know she likes to likes to live a little bit dangerously. <laughs> I don't want to say callous disregard for even her own life, but a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in the um, past uh, we've we've kind of talked about Afra on and off, just you know whatever you know, be it on the podcast or in our thread, right? And I thoroughly enjoyed the character a lot in the comic portions that I read with her, right? That's why I was excited for this book. Like I, I'm gonna get to know this character I like a lot better now. But man, I did not expect so much trauma. Like all that stuff well, you just talked said about her, how careless she is, how you know, just adventurous she is, or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Fun in a bun in the comic, but then when you realize it all comes from a place of trauma, yeah, you're kind of like, oof, oof, okay. This this girl is carrying around. Yeah, this girl is carrying around so many issues. You know, she loses her mother at a young age. Um, which was funny because as I was reading the main book, like that becomes that in it, in it of itself is a major plot point in her main comic book. Really? Um, but I had forgotten how much they introduced it earlier. Um, because when I was listening to the, the audiobook and she's talking about her mom, I was like, really? They pulled this in from the Afro main book? And then when I went back and actually read some of the issues, I was like, oh no, that was there. I just forgot about it. Um, so, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, she's got this distant father, this dead mother, um, (laughs) 
Oh, the daddy issues she, in this book, The too. daddy issues are <laughs> off the chart. I mean, anyone who, like, gloms, I mean, she, like, tries to imprint on Darth Vader like a duckling, which is kind of hilarious <laughs> and also incredibly telling of her character. That, oh, my like, God, she, I love like, the way you worded that. That is so good. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, seriously, though, like, anyone who would be like, oh, Darth Vader is, like... <laughs> he sees me. He values he sees me. me. Oh, and then and even like, after he discards her, oh, maybe, maybe yeah. I'll just try again. I just have to try harder. N- notice me. Notice me. <laughs> you know, very. Yeah, it's a little. It's painful. It is so painful. She, she needs, she needs a better, she needs better get a grip friends. Like the murder droids, not really because they also answer to Vader. So like, that's not a good solution. And then her other closest friend is a Wookiee bounty hunter, Black Chrysanthemum, who's awesome, but like <laughs> maybe also not the. <laughs> I mean, they're they're the same cloth. They're both traumatized individuals yes, that oh had my some gosh, horrible yeah. baggage in their in their youth. Um, I do I do like their relationship though. It's cute. Um, which which keeps on going into her own comic book as well. Um, and I yeah, actually. So- doesn't Black Kersantan show up in the main... Like, doesn't he fight Chewbacca at some point? Again? Oh, no. Sorry. It was Obi-Wan. Yeah, he fights they, Obi-Wan They have a run-in. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, like, the Kenobi, in the Kenobi issue of the... The first Kenobi journal, issue. Journal, yeah, yeah. The journals. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I, I love how she's kind of like a dark parallel to, like, the main characters of Star Wars in this era, anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got her Wookiee friend. She's got her droids. She's got her quote unquote, you know, mentor. Her Obi Wan is Vader. I mean, there's, there's so much. She's it's a combination of the three yeah. main core characters. She has some Luke in her. She has some Han. She has a little bit of Leia, I think, if we we dig deep enough. But she she is this like bizarro version of the main characters, and I am here for it. It's something I didn't catch on to in the comics, but in, in listening to this audiobook, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, that's interesting to think about. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned like the Wookiee and the droids because um she in some ways feels kind of like an inverse Indiana Jones. Where like she's yeah. <laughs> she's It doesn't um, belong in a museum. Yeah, it belongs in an armory. I've la- <laughs> I've laughed over that line several times. Yeah. But you know, it's like she loves the thrill of finding things, but like it's the, it's kind of the opposite like she's trying to get rich or find like cool weapons and you know like she's not out to save anybody or help anybody but herself um so it's kind of an interesting um like dark mirror version of of indiana jones i don't know i was just like <laughs> han solo and the wookie afro and the wookie han solo harrison ford anyway blah 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 that's where my brain is right now <laughs> So, yeah, we're talking about her trauma, too, and just, like, the way she talks about being able to connect with machinery, being able to understand their language, and she really gets it on a level that nobody else does. That was really interesting. Putting that next to the way she describes how she's always closing herself off from living people, like, from from Son of Sorrows, from anybody that tries to get close. That is such... Like, mwah, chef's kiss. That is, like, beautiful. You don't yeah. see that right off the bat until you start thinking about it. She can't connect with people. Mm-hmm. She can't connect with machines. What do we usually associate that with, you know? It's just so wonderfully 
mm. put down in that it's not like overt. It's, it's not preachy. You know, it's something you had to think about. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I really liked about how this this um, this audio drama is framed as it's basically her speaking to Santa Staros. Um, oh, that hurt me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was painful. But I, I mean, like, like it's, yeah, like it, it's her trying to kind of like, in her own way, reach out to Santa and tell Santa how much she loves her and means to Afra. Um, you know, what she can't say in person or, you know, is unable, unable to express in person. Um, so I found I I loved I loved that framing of it, because at least in her introduction, you know, we don't get any depth into her personal life later on. They do explore more. And even like we do know about Afra and Sana's relationship we learn about that in her in her introduction in the comics, but you know it's oh, okay. barely it's barely fleshed out at all. Oh yeah, during the prison arc, right? So um Yeah, that was all neat to but, me completely. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, that's that's a whole that's a whole collection of, of issues. But anyway, so I, I liked I liked that framing of it because from her introduction we really don't get anything of what she's thinking. Right. Um, you know, obviously in her own comic series, there's a lot more of that. Um, and you get a lot more of, you know, how she is feeling. And um, but, you know, there's pretty much almost none of that in, in her act by way of her actual introduction in the comics as a character. So I I really enjoyed that framing because I feel like it gives and it, it, it gives additional depth to her that we definitely did not get in in the comics so something i wanted to ask you i was curious about just because <laughs> this isn't the first time we've discussed our disagreement right we we're, we've kind of put it to rest here on the podcast but we, we had a discussion in our chat thread about it yes uh, and i wanted to ask you but i thought i'd say it for the podcast do you think <laughs> this would have been better had it been an original story Ooh, that's that's a really good question adrian um I oh I I don't know. <laughs> um I mean so you mean kind of more like Dooku, right? You know, where um very good uh comparison, yes, yeah, something more along the yes. lines of Dooku oh. Jedi Lost. Sorry, there's a fire truck going there's, by my house right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the problem when you live two blocks away from the fire station. Um anyway, now that that's gone. <laughs> um <sighs> I don't know if I would if I would say better. I mean, certainly I think from the standpoint of not necessarily needing to know anything. However, you know, in that case, you know, everybody kind of would would have been going in blind, I guess, right? Um Right. You know, or except maybe about possibly knowing where she ends up. But I mean, I guess the thing is for me, you'd have to probably do if you were going to do that it would have to come before her introduction in the comics something, because basically something along the lines of a phasma something like phasma 
which I think would also be a very yeah. Fitting. Which I mean, that would actually that would that could be a cool audio drama too. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, or or so you mean something more like where it's kind of like more flashbacky, um, which really kind of didn't Dooku lost too, right? right? You know, it goes back to like uh, you know his early. Um, earlier childhood and being a Jedi, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, definitely something like that could have could have worked. My only issue is that they do like touch on some of those things in the in in her comic series. So there still would have been, I know they they still would have had to reconcile that, like, um, or I guess making sure it all lined up, which maybe wouldn't be so difficult because it's not like we know every single detail of her childhood, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it, you know, it could be cool if at one point they did kind of go back and give us more like, well, you know, this is like how she went from point A to point B to point C to rogue archaeologist. Well, you know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe even a better example would be uh, Rebel Rising, you know, J- Jin's uh, mm-hmm. whole thing from childhood to just maybe like, what was it, a year or not, not even a year before Rogue One? Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever that time window was. Yeah. I mean, that definitely could have been cool. I mean, personally, I guess I I liked this because I enjoyed those comics. So, um, you know, it's hard. <laughs> but it would all I mean, I do think it would be cool if they had done something like that as well. So I guess that doesn't still doesn't really answer your question. Um <laughs> I was just thinking, like, how cool would it have been if this, it starts as an adaptation, right? Oh, and then, like, flashes back. And I then mean, we, you know, all those extra details that we don't really, that don't really mm-hmm. matter or add to her story right now could be replaced with, you know, stuff that does support everything. Whoops, I did not silence my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, And, uh, and yeah, that way we get even more of a, even more of a fleshed out type of, story that doesn't rely so much on the comics per se downside is we get less vader that way and i loved vader in this in this story so i mean it's hard not to yeah and mark thompson i well i thought mark thompson did a good job uh voicing they all did a great job yes well i have well a small complaint are you thinking about leia (laughs) yes yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Catherine Tabor is a terrible Leia, and she pulled double duty in this and did both Padme and Leia. But when I heard Padme, I it was like my ears perked up, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" So, can we talk about that? Sure. <laughs> Speaking of Padme, um, so that. I actually really loved that because that is much more fleshed out from what we got in the comics. And I think that's kind of what makes me love this, having read the comics, is they actually took the time to flesh it out a little bit more. So in the comics, that scene where she finds, like, the hollow picture of Padme, that doesn't (laughs) exist in the comics. Like, they they go to Naboo, and they find the guy, and they torture him, and they get the information. Yeah, that's all I remember from that. When I was in that scene in the audio drama, I was thinking back to the comic, and all I remembered was the torture. But what's cool is we get more. And so that's, I think, maybe um, part of why I love this is because they do expand on some little stuff like that. And so then we actually get, you know, this, you know, we get to hear this message from Padme. Um... Which, of course, you know, I love. Uh, <laughs> you do? So I was all about that. Um, 
And, but yeah, that whole thing, I mean, that doesn't exist. In, that didn't exist in the comics. So I like that they were able to flesh things out a little bit more, you know, things that may not have been able, they may not have been able to do in, in the comics very well. Um, but we're able to do stuff like that in the audio drama. Um, I will say that was one of my favorite moments in the audio drama. It was a very touching moment. Yeah. But it, it stuck well, with it, her. It supported her, her, it supported her story, her arc in this, in this. Yes. In this story, yeah. So. No, and it, it makes it with the death of her mother, like it really helps in her mind kind of compound that like she's doing the right thing, you know, by walling herself off and, um, yeah, the know, whole not, good, not being weak. good. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, a very, very interesting, uh, thing that was introduced in that moment and it's stuck mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the story so i'm like that's yes that I, I i'll give you that it's really it really is a double-edged sword in that you got moments like that from the comic that just take it up a notch take it up to a new level but then you know just the other reasons i've been complaining about this whole episode basically were <laughs> so i mean i, I <laughs> ooh, sorry i lost i i had actually another moment that i was going to bring up as like i as something that i feel like on the reverse didn't translate as well so i mean that is kind of the downside from adapting a comic which is a visual medium to an audio book which of course is an auditory medium (laughs) and um you know it's they do a lot, of course, in the Star Wars books. There's music, which I did have to say I cracked up every time they were doing like across the stars. Across the stars. For, like, it's always Afra across the stars. Sana. It's always, <laughs> yes. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I always love that that little touch. So you have Afra and Sana and you get the across the stars welling in the background. Um, I'm a sucker See, for that. That's another. I, I, I wish we had gotten more flashbacks developing that because it just came off as melodramatic to me we didn't really (laughs) see their relationship grow or develop it was just these moments of extreme passion that i'm like okay we get it (laughs) i mean you do have a good point there it it like we do get some moments but it would have been nice to maybe get a little bit more depth there like we meet them and afra is kind of like instantaneously struck by her um, but again, I guess the limit of this, you know, Sana obviously likes her and they have a relationship, but, you know, we don't, it's really one-sided, of course, because it's all Afra's point of view. So, um, I agree, some, some additional scenes between the two of them, um, some flashbacks could have helped flush that out even more. I'm just saying, too, because it's a, it's a pretty, uh, short story. <laughs> Yeah, it's only like five and a half hours or something, and Dooku was closer to seven, seven and a half, eight. Just throw out random numbers until one of them sounds right. But it was definitely <laughs> Dooku. Dooku was definitely longer. Uh, I'm um, keeping in mind that the audio dramas, quote unquote, and the audio books are written differently, right? Your average yes, Star Wars yeah. audio book is closer to ten, between ten and twelve hours, depending on whether it's a Del Rey or a Disney publishing. A story mm-hmm. um and yeah and the sh- ones that are usually on the shorter end tend to be about six hours that being said i still feel there was you could have added a lot more to this and it wouldn't have felt long no it went by very quickly yeah. um i mean i listened so i went back 
and re-listen to basically, I don't know, the last third of the book. And it, yeah, it took like an hour. So maybe not the the last third, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Last fifth, (laughs) um, last fifth of the book. Um, and it went by, like I, yeah, well, thank God. Um, (laughs) and it, I mean, it, it felt like I was like, oh, it's already done. Like, where did that, where did that time go? Like it, it went by really quickly um so yeah they could have added they could have added a little bit more or maybe fleshed out more of the back half um because i i do really think aside from the santa stuff santa afra stuff in the back half they the front half was way more fleshed out and kind of added a lot more to than the back half with the prison and then her eventual escape quote-unquote death um at darth vader's hands uh so the one moment and i was gonna ask about this too yes i really really wish her conversation with palpatine was longer (laughs) yes well and so in the comics we don't get that either because it's vader's comic so you Dang. She like she sidles up to the emperor and then it's like cut to Vader. You know, she's like, oh, we have a lot to talk about. And then like the same the same thing happens where it's kind of like so. So, yes, like having some more there could have been. See, that was good as well. A golden moment for me. And I just love the back and forth they were kind of having. Palpatine's just kind of like, who the heck is this person? Yeah. (laughs) Like, who who are you? I don't even know you. (laughs) She says the right things like, all right, all right, you got my attention. Go on. It's a very it's a very interesting moment for Palpatine. You know, we usually see Palpatine as all knowing and just the mastermind of everything, mm-hmm. master of the universe. And this was just a weird, vulnerable moment where someone broke into his his quarters, t- t- told him, hey, your locks suck. Hey, by the way, <laughs> let's talk. It's just a weird moment for him and i loved it it was a different little take on palpatine and i wish we had more of that yeah that could have been cool um so i did just look it up and the dooku jedi lost clocked in at six hours and 21 minutes so they could have had like a whole extra hour i mean if they were going to make them roughly the same length um afra is like 50 minutes shorter so they definitely could have added um, a little bit. And I would not have minded some addition, especially as I've said repeatedly now at towards the end of the book. Um, the first half I loved. I loved it all the way through Vader down, I guess I should say. That was definitely like, the strongest. And then and then then the last two, the Sunspot prison and um and then her death um, definitely could have used maybe a little bit more because like you said, there is a lot of other stuff going on. And that was actually, so one of the scenes that I thought didn't translate as well as, so after she's escaped the prison and is just kind of hanging out, drinking all day, running up bar tabs and she's found by triple zero and BT. Um, I love those two so much. <laughs> Creepy asteroids. I love them. I love them. I would would read their own comic. I would read. If they had their own comic, I would read it. They're so much worse in her, like, main book. Like, it's... (laughs) They're horrifying. Yeah. Interesting. Um, They... (laughs) But anyway, in, in... In... In the audio drama, you know, they find her at this cantina. 
Um, and in the comic, you know, they basically like it starts and they're they're basically like eliminating witnesses and raising villages in this like backwater planet, you know, and like burning down and blowing up everything in their path. And yeah, it's I fun in a bun. Exactly. Fun mm-hmm. in a bun. And I don't really feel like that came across as much in the audio no, drama. It- and maybe that's just the visual to auditory switch but like i was kind of expecting to be this like big you know like they actually get in a shootout in the comic book like afra and the bartender are in a shootout with the like droid platoon that really uh, trip and bt bring with them and there's like explosions and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and you know the, the, like, the audio drama just made it seem like they killed a couple of people in yeah, and then like yeah, and that is totally not what happens in the comic book. So that's like the opposite of well, um, dang, dang. <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble, but yeah. So it's like on, on the one hand, I feel like this did a really great job of yes, fleshing out some stuff, and then on the other hand, not <laughs> like fifty fifty here. No. <laughs> Um, and I don't know, so I did, so I feel like I actually did a lot of homework for this episode. Like, I read all the comics, I'm reading her main book, I still have three issues to go, which I think I said, like, three days ago in our chat, and I still haven't read them, so that's (laughs) moving along, glacial speed. Um, and then I, there was, because last week was San Diego Comic-Con at home, there was actually a Dr. Afra panel that was put on um and they had sarah kuhn who is who wrote uh the audio drama they had mark thompson they had emily Wu zeller so it was it was kind of a nice behind the scenes like um you know what the actors did what the writer was thinking um and they recorded this whole thing like during the pandemic um so i don't I don't know, like, how quickly this was put together, and maybe that's why the back end of it is maybe not quite as fleshed out, like, if they were working under a much tighter deadline or something like that. I, you know, I don't know, but... So, um, I found it really fascinating when he told me this was produced in quarantine. Yes, That just, the admiration I have for this creative team for putting it together as well as it is, I'm just, like, astounded by it. I thought they recorded this months ago... And they were just putting no, it together well, in quarantine, but no, no, they, they actually like Mark Thompson was like talking about how he recorded this, like in his kid's bedroom and like make like soundproofing, you know, like putting up ironing boards and sheets and stuff to like soundproof yeah, <laughs> and make I his own recording kind of space. That is and, so yeah, good. And so, yeah. And so like what's what was interesting. So I would encourage um, the panel is very non spoilerly oh my gosh spoilery they really (laughs) kind of go out of their way to make sure because the book the book had only been out for like three days by the time this panel um came out so they 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 do a very they're they try very hard not to spoil anything and i don't really think they do um i don't remember them really saying anything very spoilery but um like they they did mention in this panel that none of the voice actors Like, they never got together, and they all did their stuff separately. Like, normally, it sounds like they all come in together and kind of have, like, these big recording sessions for the audio dramas. And in this case, they were, like, all separate, and they didn't get to interact at all, except for the two voice actresses that did Afra and Sana um, had a couple of sessions 
together to like play off each other but other than that like everyone was recording separately and they haven't even actually like all met each other (laughs) because they were all recording this at different times in their own homes so it's kind of crazy kind of crazy that they were able to do that and it all came together and it sounds really good and it was a lot of fun you know and you know maybe for as long as this pandemic might go on you know maybe we'll get another one i'm like this is actually you know it's one thing that you can do remote i mean maybe not easily but more easily you know (laughs) so i I will say though the script for this the 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 transcript that was probably done long before quarantine i mean you would think yeah you would think i don't i don't think they wrote that they would have you know you they would have to start it. They would have started writing it in March. March, and then, then like somehow get it produced product. by July. <laughs> yeah, no. So this script existed. The script itself existed. Like they were in pre-production, heavily into pre-production when when quarantine happened. Yeah, I actually, I think they had already. I think they were like you know rounding up the cast, and then yeah, quarantine hit. So yeah, but I think still you're right. though, the fact that they again just like remote working can work if you got the right people and equipment and passion for it and it's just it's still it's mind-blowing and i love it i'm here for it that's i'm all about that <laughs> diy stuff yeah it's just cool because you know we have like you know our own podcast you know kind of seeing what the professionals do um professionals they're just like us sometimes <laughs> well you know you got james arnold taylor that does his own stuff but he has like a two thousand dollar microphone <laughs> well yeah okay maybe not just like us but <laughs> I'm like cool, cool Neumann mic there, bro. I I got a I got a two hundred dollar one, and it I I saved up for it for a while. <laughs> Look, we all do what we can do, yeah. <laughs> but overall, though, I mean, I think it lived up to my expectations. Oh, it exceeded um, mine. Despite even though I have despite, those issues. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah, despite despite kind of the wonkiness of the end, like I was definitely like full in love with this from the get-go. And I actually um so uh several episodes ago now when we were doing one of our just kind of like casual news roundups, and they had posted an excerpt from the audiobook that you did not listen to, but I did. Um And I'm glad and- I did not. And you're glad you did not. Um, I have no qualms about doing so because it was actually literally the beginning of the book. <laughs> like that clip that they played is the intro of the book um, where it's Afra and Maz. Um, and I love that little bit that's in there because literally that's like the missing scene right before we see Afra break into the quarantine world with her (laughs) nano stealth droids um to free the triple zero matrix so it's like a missing scene right before that happens so i loved that that was great yeah yeah i'm I'm with you overall at the very least lived up to my expectations Uh, again like i said at the beginning of this episode i just feel like we're kind of oversaturated with star wars novels (laughs) <laughs> and I was excited, you know. So for me to be excited about a particular one, I, I think I got to be careful which ones I pick to be excited for. And I think I picked picked good here. Afro was a character I greatly enjoyed in the comics, and uh, you know what? I I'd go as far as to say that you know a couple of like a year or so ago, we did a Disney top ten characters. Yes, yeah, I, I remember would, that. I episode. would change that list now to include Afro. Mm. 
I mean, I don't disagree with that. Um, so like I said, I'd kind of, I mean, I have all the issues of her, her main book, um, which now also has its own revival, um, with the, with Vader and the Star Wars main comic. Um, and I had read like the first two, um, ish volumes basically and kind of petered out um mainly because it was just like i had too much to read (laughs) there are a lot of there are a lot of comics um and so but this was like okay like keep reading her story and it's just like there's so much that i love about it um so i would definitely encourage you if you've not read the afra main comic to do that as well because it's also a lot of fun involving you know lots of really cool new characters that i've already fallen in love with and you know kind of just really fantastical out there sometimes really weird crazy creepy star wars (laughs) creepy you say Hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, there's definitely, yeah, there's some, yeah, I mean, there's the whole, like, Screaming Citadel arc with, like, weird... You know, I've heard about that arc, and I'm just like, uh, every yeah, time I come across it, of- I'm like, I really gotta read this comic. <laughs> That's, like, right up your, I mean, like, you want to talk about horror in Star Wars, Screaming Citadel, <laughs> yeah, there's, just like... just the title yeah. alone, Screaming Citadel, yeah. I love it. Um... <laughs> So, and I mean, that includes Afra running into our our OG heroes again. Um, in fact, working with Luke on a mission together. So and I've seen the cover. Know, it's she, Luke with the saber out. And I'm like, okay, yes, what are these two doing yeah. together? So, I mean, Afra's, Afra's being your best Afra, and she's going to screw everybody over to get there. But <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a trip. Nice. I'm looking forward to catching up. One volume at a time. It's all you can yeah. do, man. Volumes are the way to go for me, I, I realized. I think that's why I fell off initially, just because individual issues kind of... Yeah, it gets really overwhelming with the single issues. I mean, I can say this as someone who's got literally, like, stacks of comics. <laughs> isn't, your, isn't the foundation of your house built on, like, single issues? <laughs> On Star Wars comics? Yeah. <laughs> At this point, maybe yes. I mean, they might eventually fall through my bedroom floor <laughs> into my living room. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, yes, like when you're getting, you know, the, the first the first Afra comic is 40 issues long. I mean, that's a lot of It's 40 issues. issues. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Um, and now they've just started a new one. And who knows if that will run the same or what. So... Um, yeah, it's, it quickly gets overwhelming, especially if that's not even the only comic that you're getting. So, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. But they're fun. And there's a lot of really cool new characters. And I think what's, what's fun is that now that you've listened to this, even if you don't go back and I'm going to go back back and you have to read those comics because (laughs) there's some of those, the stories, especially with Vader, um, come back into play later on so yeah no it's it's know. very much one of those again i enjoyed afra but now i'm invested in afra so i i, I want to go back and re-experience those original comics with to be that fair, new perspective I think, 
Yeah, to be fair, I think this audiobook also kind of helped me reinvest in Afra. Like, I know a lot of people have loved her and I enjoyed her introduction, but having kind of fallen off reading those comics, this really was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to go read those. And like, now I'm really jazzed to like know everything about Afra and learn, you know. So, yes, I think, I think this. This whole experience has really helped me like grow to appreciate and love her as a character that much more than I did before. Note to self, check and see if there's a Black Series Afro figure because I want one. Uh, you know, I don't think there is. There was a Comic-Con exclusive that they did like a couple of years ago with Afra and Triple Zero and BT that was like sold as a set. And I think so you could probably cool. buy it for some insane amount of money on Not cool. eBay. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was like one of those like super limited, uh, you know, you have to be at Comic-Con to get it figures. Unfortunately. Do not get me started on elitist uh, collector's culture, man, because. I know. I know. No, I mean, yeah, it's Ugh. awful. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. And on that note. <laughs> Yeah, that note and uh, <laughs> we love Afra. We love her so much. She's it belongs garbage, in an armory. But we love Those her. figures belong to all of us. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Afra, Afra is great, and I think my my personal to wrap this up. My personal opinion is is that I think you can enjoy this without having read the comics. But I think if you have read the comics, it just helps enhance it that much more. Enjoyable book. For sure. <laughs> cool. So if you want to let us know what you thought about Afra, you can do so on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Forceman Podcast. If you want to tell me why I'm wrong, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. And looking forward to doing more book clubs. That seems to be our, we're on a book club, comic club type of run lately. Streak I think. right yeah, now, Yeah. So we shall see what we'll do next episode. Wait, yeah. Wait for new visual content. Cough Mandalorian season two trailer sometime, yes? Or no? <laughs> just and he just reminded me about the no news we got today. Yeah. <laughs> you know it'll drop tomorrow, dude. And then we'll be like, the hell. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, until next time, may the force be with you. And then some. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to Force Fan Podcast with Adrian, Cat Ray, and John. Edited and produced by Adrian Misa with original music composed by Brooke Monroe and original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved. All rights reserved.